Sochan and Sailor Flare. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 111. And Jesus Christ, I just get some odd sounding feedback. I don't even know what the hell that is. Yikes, Jesus, this shit on a stick. What the hell? Ari, what the hell are you doing, bro? Bro, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm getting all this this loud static from you, man. I'm not doing anything. I haven't touched my head setup. Then what the hell's going on here? I have no idea. It sounds like yeah, there's a wind tunnel blowing in, in your room. You know, I, I will deal with this later, but can you hear me loud and clear? Cause we're all, cause me yeah. And, me and Mako are sharing the microphone because the current um, headset hookup is acting retarded when you plug in, too. Wonderful. Yes, wonderful. I'm going to have to talk to someone at the production studio about increasing funds so we can buy newer equipment. <laughs> so, anywho, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 111. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mass. I'm Ari Rockefeller. We're doing things slightly different because if you remember from the last couple of episodes, I said I have been moving, so the bulk of everything is back and... Dude, that's definitely coming from your end. What is it this time? That bu- that buzzing sound, not a buzzing, but that, that sound in the background, that's coming from your end because it stopped for like five seconds. Yeah, I muted my microphone to adjust my headset a little. Yeah, when you mute your mic, that 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 low buzzing sound is gone. Uh, no worries, we'll figure something out. So, anywho, like I was saying, I have now very much officially relocated to the new Anime Jam Session Studios, which is pretty much the size of a shoebox. Yeah. I can actually fit maybe people here comfortably, like two on the bed and two on the floor, actually five, two on the bed, two on the floor, and one in my captain's chair. But no one's taking that captain's chair but you, right? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the case. And according to Rageinator, I am, let me turn this up, there we go. He's saying, um, I'm, a, I'm a million miles away from the mic. And no, Degenerate Johnny, I am French. I actually have dignity, honor, and respect. Oh, this, epi- this episode is off to a brilliant start. Woohoo! You're not even drunk yet. I know. I'm waiting. I want my cupcake first. I gotta have my cupcake, too. Tasty, tasty cupcakes. So, anywho, since I've been going through a lot of stuff, I'll start off with um, we, our weekend day. But before we continue, I would like to let you all know that we are live for the week of August 30th, 2013. Uh, August. April 30th. I'm sorry. I saw the DeLorean out front. 
I saw the DeLorean out front. I'm sorry. <laughs> we are live for the week of April 30th, 2013. Come on in. Check out the interactive chat room at vognetwork.com slash live, where you can chat and communicate with other people in the chat room that are listening to the show live. And hockey comments like, up with the mic, Mako-chan. And Rajinator says, now Mako-chan is quiet. Well, that's because me and her are sharing one microphone. We don't have the funds like Orange Lounge Radio and Understation Live to have a gigantic mix board. I don't know. You ever see the Kings of Comedy? Yeah. Yeah, that one part where Steve Martin talks about the, like, all, like, doo-wop bands and how whatever they did on stage, they had one mic and they'd mm-hmm. always come back to the mic. One mic, yep. See, but... Like, nope. and I had, like, blasting a Wu-Tang clan. goes... 30 motherfuckers on stage. I can't even understand one of you. <laughs> You're going to make me want to watch that again. Probably on Netflix. Yeah. Well, I do have the DVD floating right here somewhere. But I think the DVD is so far gone, I actually downloaded a digital copy of it. Quote, unquote. But um, like I said, check us out, vognetwork.com slash live. Or if you have a chat client such as Merck, XChat, or Chatzilla, it's irc.gamesearch.net. And the chat room is Vogue. This week, we have a bit of a different um, show tonight. We have our exclusive interview with Carmeluna Cosplay, a.k.a. the WCS East Coast finalist. We're going to be throwing that up there soon. Then we'll be discussing Sakura Matsuri. And then followed up with Ari's one-man trip to ChibiCon. I hope ChibiCon is a lot better than the last time that I went. I didn't know you went to it before. Yeah, I went when I was working with Fanboy. Let's just say we were the, we were pretty much the only dealers there. And um, that's when I went to. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we were. Yeah, the, that sucked. Yeah, we were the only dealers there. I think I have a little button that says ChibiCon around here somewhere. We had all the warm water we could drink, and one of the staff geniuses behind that con no longer talks to me on Facebook. Not that I really care. Wonderful. Yeah, I was amused because at that convention, there was like maybe 150 people, and there was still a fire alarm. Wow. Well, they actually had the money to get uh, Ray Mimura that year, so... And she showed up during the fire alarm, and things got very complicated. Interesting to say the least, though. <laughs> so, anywho, we'll do our basic uh, staff recap. Pretty much moved into a new studio with the help of Mako-chan, Mooney Girl, and a few other friends of mine. We still got crap in Mako-chan's cart I have to get out and find a spot for. I... Th- I think I can do it. I'm going to probably put more stuff in the closet. I just got to get some uh, comic book bins for my comics. And that's pretty much the gist of it. On the plus side, they're currently gutting slash cleaning out the former apartment. And I left a shit ton of 30 and 40 gigabyte hard drives I have no use for. I still wish I could have been there to help. Trust me, dude. There's nothing you can really do. If you were here right now, you... you you, your feet would be outside of my apartment. That's how small it is. My feet were outside your apartment and your normal apartment, given how big they are. Well, now you know that my apartment is the size of a shoebox. <laughs> and if, I think I give it about a week or so before I 
officially fit in here and got everything set up the way I want it to. But on the plus side, I have some amazing furniture. I have to thank Gothic Cabinet Craft and Ikea. <laughs> and Staples. <laughs> Alright, um, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, I, I did a couple of pre-releases for Mag- newest Magic the Gathering set, Dragon's Maze. Yeah. Which were uh, pretty fun. And like like you said, I uh, went up at ChibiCon this past Saturday. Drove up directly after work, and uh, it was past Hoboken. It was in Montclair State University, but I can get to the main details of it later. Alright, that's pretty cool. Anything else, dude? Uh, that's about it, really. Just work's been keeping me busy. Ah, uh, and Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Ow. Give me the mic. Ow. I have the mic. <laughs> Give me a fucking mic. My mic. <laughs> um, well, basically, uh, I got stuck at home for a hell of a lot longer than I wanted to because I was uh, waiting around for jury duty, which never happened because I never got called in. Um, baked. And that's about it. I came up here um, on Friday, started helping to move, uh, moved some more, moved some more, moved some more, went to Sakuramatsuri, moved some more, <laughs> moved some more. Yeah, um, that was about it. Actually, if I did do that, they'd probably still be chasing me around the block. (laughs) Alright, before we continue, I also want to say thank you to the lovely ladies at Kinmoku Revolution for that awesome VOG bumper. And just so you know, I will be going around to more conventions trying to grab a few more bumpers from some awesome voice actors, actresses, cosplayers, and cool people in the community. So, without further ado, let's get the ball rolling. Um, like I said, we have an interview with Carmen Luna Cosplay. It's going to be about 20 or so minutes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And hear what it's like to compete in WCS. In the meantime, we will be back.
If you enjoy independent podcasts and would like to support them, check out some of our independent podcasting friends. Check out Orange Notch Radio at orangenotchradio.com where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and gamer lifestyle with Sky, Dark Soccer, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on vognetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Video games and gamer talk at bobbyblackwolf.com. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Exifer weekly at hordehouse.com. If you want more of a female perspective of what we do here on Anime Jam Session, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at electricsisterhood.com with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out popculture.net and the Geek Culture Network. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku, a brand new anime podcast, Friends of Ours. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. session. Yay! <laughs> it, can, it can be at times, especially if we're not um, being all derpy while we're recording our show. <laughs> being derpy is what we do Derp best. faces may occur. Oh, definitely, definitely. Now, as I said <laughs> some time ago, we're going to interview these lovely ladies because they would, they pretty much aspire, I would say, a cosplayer's dream. They competed in WCS, World Cosplay Summit, now, before we get into everything, I just want to know, how was it? It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Inspiring. <laughs> yeah. I think inspiring is the best word I can Better think of. Better than a regular con masquerade, because everybody is... I don't want to sound like one of those cosplayers that's like, oh, only people above a certain age are cool, but... Because I, I'm all for everybody cosplaying. I mean, I used to run masquerades, and mm-hmm. I love seeing newer cosplayers, but... The fact that everyone's older and a lot more focused on not only the quality of their craftsmanship, but the quality of their performance as well, that is just inspiring. And when people bring, like, a freaking huge book that does magic tricks, then you're like, oh, God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And you're just like... And everybody's, like, so creative and driven and, like, they just... You, you're in this room, and there's yeah. oozing with creativity, yeah. and it's like, oh, I so want to be just like you. Spinning wow. fire on stage. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so, what made you two ladies decide and say, you know what, I want to do this? Me? <laughs> well, Her. basically, the first Catacon I ever went to was 2012. I'd heard awesome things about it, but I'd never, mm-hmm. like, been able to afford to go out there, and I actually had some Delta points I could cash in for a free ticket, so for 2012... I went and stayed with a couple friends in, in their room, and we, I, he, one of my friends was judging the masquerade, so he wasn't able to watch the WCS, but I had a couple friends that were competing, and being a good supportive friend, I decided I would just go sit in the audience, I was a yeah. bunch of us, we were all supporting them, and the 2012 contest was a very, very long contest, there was 22 <laughs> entries, and this is before they started doing the prelim circuit, this is when there was just one competition, okay. and that was it, and... 
it was really great. 2012 brought in all the heavy-hitting crafters. And, like, freaking uh, Anna Aesthetic. Um, God, all... Just all these, <laughs> all these amazing people. Rosabella Scarlet. I mean, all these really, really good crafters that do such solid work and have won numerous awards. Like, mm. uh, just fantastic. And I have a degree in theater, musical theater performance. And I'm watching because a lot of the the people they did really good craftsmanship. But some of them, I don't know if they were familiar. They hadn't researched it, but they weren't right. familiar with the format for World Cosplay Summit skits. But I'd been following it since, like, 2008 when Sonia and Renee went. Right. And it was a big deal to me because I was like, oh, hey, free trip to Japan. You get to perform and meet all these other performers. And the fact that I'm a performer, it was I was just watching thinking, oh, I could totally do this. I just need to find a partner. That was the hardest thing because in <laughs> Michigan, it's kind of like a dry well for finding people that would want to be interested in that sort of thing. And she was actually entered in my master category at Shudokan in 2012. And I looked at her and said, hey, you're wearing ballet shoes. Like, you must like to dance. Would you like, to, like dance to dance with dance. me? You should do this. And I went, well, sure. What the heck? Why not? Yeah. And then we're in and, Texas. Yeah. And then basically the next part of the year was her coming to my house and me showing her all the videos on YouTube from all the previous years. And yeah. So I had never yeah. actually, like, I've only heard mention of it, and then I, I didn't follow a lot of it, and then she showed me all this, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. We could totally do that. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely long, a long-time coming inspiration for me to the, finally to get to that point where I felt like my craftsmanship was good enough, because I didn't actually start stepping up my craftsmanship until 2011 beginning of 2012 mm. like that was a huge inspiration to me and she's just like master 2001 i have closets and trunks and boxes of costumes that i've made over the years yeah. i feel old <laughs> like i've been doing this forever no. but uh, that that was basically the acting part though not as much <laughs> that, was, that was new to me that was fun well, mm-hmm. you, when it comes to, you're not as old as me. I belong in the cosplayer's retirement home right about now. <laughs> it's like I we'll, said. We'll have, we'll have retirement masquerade. <sighs> yes. Look at all this bling I'll I put be, on my I'll walker. i there with my cane with the little <laughs> covered, tennis ball on covered, the covered in, uh, in Swarovski crystals. crystals. There you go. That's <laughs> kind of our team signature now. Yeah, or if it's like great. a high school, I will probably be the guidance counselor being, I'm getting told. <laughs> you should be doing this. Yes. Exactly. So... What was the skit that you did to for um, WCS? Chrono Chronocross. Oh, yes. That's from a video game. Old school PS1 old school. RPG by Square Enix. I say old school lightly because it's it's still newer to me. I'm from the Nintendo Entertainment <laughs> System era. <laughs> yes. so like you're new kids and you're old school. <laughs> but yeah, so it's from a game called Chrono Cross. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's pretty awesome because the network that our podcast is on... The, the the original podcast, Orange Lodge Radio and Bobby Blackwolf, old schoolers, 16-bit, Square Enix fans, mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross. Yeah, you, I think you definitely scored something with them. So tell us what the <laughs> skit was about. I came up with the concept of the skit because I, after watching it KatsuCon, I immediately went home and started making a playlist of all these songs that I had in my vast library of music that won't even fit on my, my like, I have like this, like, 300 gig iPod or whatever the biggest is, I, it, yeah. it won't even, like, it won't even handle all my music. I have like a, a terabyte hard drive full of music. I'm right behind I'm, you. I ha- I'm carrying close to a near half terabyte. Yeah. 
It's I have a ridiculous amount of music library because I'm a musician and my whole life I've been a dancer and a singer and I played piano for 18 years and I, I have a whole bunch of music. Gotcha. And this is really cool. Yep, no problem. And uh, I made a list, and after Colossal Con in June, I went home and I started, I I had started a new job that was actually a commute from where I used to live, so I had 45 minutes to an hour to listen to this music, so I would play through this list again and again, and I remembered I had a, I had, had a boyfriend back in college that had loved the Chrono Cross music, and specifically mm-hmm. Time Star, yeah. That's, that's my favorite piece and that they do. I put it on the list, and when it, and as soon as it started, I was like, I can see this dance in my head. I need to do this dance. Okay. <laughs> and picking the characters, there's like a million characters in Chrono Cross, but... Gotta catch them all. Yeah, basically. <laughs> there's like, I think, 50 at least you mm-hmm. can get throughout and, multiple playthroughs of the game. And you can play every all most of them, right? Yeah. yeah. And the biggest thing for me was picking costumes that would be appropriate that weren't overly overly sexualized, that weren't um, too unknown. We wanted them to be we fairly iconic it. and recognizable. Right, so okay. I went with uh, I went with the Harlequin because I usually do wig costs, like costumes with big wigs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm a wig maker, like, first and foremost. If someone were to ask me what my best cosplay skill was, I would say my ability to style a wig and do the makeup. Because I am a self-taught seamstress. I've never had a lesson in my life. And gotcha. okay. she, uh, she has this headpiece. That was the biggest challenge out of the whole costume because I wanted to make it dance safe. There's no rigid parts on it at all except right. for the zipper. It makes a nice pillow. Yeah, it's, it's basically a giant plushie that I wear on my head. And that that was the biggest challenge for me. And we chose Kid for her. She's, she's like the secondary main character next mm-hmm. to the, gotcha. the player character, Serge. Yeah. And she's really recognizable with the bright yellow hair, red costume gold triangles, bam, you've got yeah, kid. We had, we had a villain and, a, and a, a good character, even though I'm not always a villain, technically, because there's like six timelines. She, she <laughs> waves around. Gotcha. So, uh, Emily, we heard from your partner about how she got into cosplay. How did you get into cosplay? Well, it actually starts way back in like 2000, 2001, when my family first got a computer. I discovered the internet, and I did a search for Sailor Moon, Mm -hmm. and I, uh, sorry, I've got a cat over here that wants my attention, but (laughs) I, um, I saw that people were wearing costumes from this anime that I really liked, and I didn't even know Sailor Moon was Japanese until I looked it up, because I I was 12, what did I know? Gotcha. (laughs) I made that same mistake. Yeah, but I'm looking it up, and, like, I remember back, like, um, I don't know if you guys know Charlene, um, Yeah. Tristan Citrine. Yeah. And like all of her citrus stuff. She was a really awesome Sailor Venus. And Uh, Tristan, yeah. And um, uh, who else? Beverly. She's from Colorado. She used to have a website called Beverly's Closet. And the main Mm -hmm. picture was her dressed as Super Sailor Moon with a spoon on her nose. And it was the best thing ever to 12 year old me because I really, really wanted to cosplay. And that was back when like Setsuna Ko was like the only commissioner. Right. Um, and I would go through her website, and it had, like, the, the the MIDI music on it, and I would just marvel at all the costumes. And at that point, my parents were not really willing to, like, help me do any of that. My mom wouldn't even, like, teach me how to sew until I was much older. Mm-hmm. But I, I had been into musicals for a while, and I'd been doing theater ever since I was a small child. So I've been doing costumes 
like putting them together from like found items or I actually started making cats costumes when I was 11 and that was just a lot of painting and dyeing. that's where all my dyeing and painting experience comes from and all my makeup experience and making wigs from scratch like building a wig from the base okay. up that that's how I learned all that was from the cats the musical fandom and then the internet led to more Sailor Moon and <laughs> mine, mine was kind of funny leading in from there because okay. wigs are my forte I actually did Ren Fairs right. making Ren Fair garb and then that just kind of bled into costume. I'm like, wait, you can go here and do in costumes? And, yeah, it was history after that. Got my first sewing machine, and it's still with me. Still chugging along. Making all the costumes. I got a new one this past year. So I had I had the There's same no sewing machine for a few years, but now I have this new one that will do all this crazy embroidery. So I'm doing a big costume for Yomacon in November that is, like, all embroidery. Uh-oh. So <laughs> getting kind of serious with that. Yeah. Well, my mom just got what's called my mom's called the, uh, the designer diamond deluxe. It's literally like the best top of the line Husqvarna Viking machine you can get, and it you can literally just program it and walk away from it. You press start, and it'll just do all your embroidery. And I was like, that's the beast I'm using <laughs> because I'm not going to sit there because the designs I'm going to have to program them in and learn the software, but that's so much easier than like sitting there and Doing twisting it, it around and making sure your curves are accurate. Ah, I mean, it's kind of gotcha. cheating. <laughs> I, but, I completely understand. I'm excited. I still do things the old school way. Right? <laughs> 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 old school. Turn, 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 stop, turn, stop, turn, stop. She's really good with like geometric shapes and yep. satin stitching. And I'm just like straight well, lines for years, for years. <laughs> I've had to use this like old machine. Well, it's not really old. Okay. So I got it in like 2001, but it's, it's a hardy machine. It makes mm-hmm. like a straight satin stitch. So I've learned how to make the curves stop, make points and do all these crazy like designs. Like I did a, a rue princess rue. And it's got this big bird on the front, mm-hmm. all like embroidered. Wonderful. Oh, wow. Grove it around. <laughs> so, Let's get a little bit back on WCS. You said it was a lot different. You told us a few things, but what else kind of made it stand out that made you just say, you know what, I'm definitely doing this again, like ASAP, you know? Well, I know specifically our Katsukon round and also just the finalist group that we were a part of. Everyone was really friendly. Yeah, I was going to say the camaraderie yeah. was okay, amazing. It, it wasn't like most masquerades where you walk in and there's that one person that's kind of eyeing you up and down like, oh, I think like, I'm better than you. I'm going to beat you. And you're just like... I don't even know, because I wasn't in your judging. Gotcha. But, <laughs> like, here, here at WCS, like, we were all, like, I remember the rehearsal day, and everyone's just like, oh my gosh, everyone's so amazing. I don't yeah. care who wins, <laughs> whoever it is, they're going to be awesome. Yeah, we... And we were just all cheering each other on, and it was, it was so nice to not actually have that whole, almost in a way, like, pettiness, I yeah. guess, where you're just kind of, like, eyeing each other, going... I completely understand. It's like, when you're in normal competition, you're like, okay... You're taking there, mental notes on. Good. And, oh no, there comes a fursuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and oh, that's. No, it's a full body armor. I might as well just go home. WCS is not that like doesn't that. doesn't matter. Yeah, because. It'll vary. Yeah. We, I'm sure that there were people that had better craftsmanship than us, mm-hmm. but the performance is the one of the main focuses. Gotcha. And that was actually the hard thing about finals is because it was kind of reversed. Everybody's craftsmanship and performances were amazing. so solid that the judges' feedback to us was like we literally had to go with the most elaborate because we had to go with who worked the most. They were, they were running out of options yeah. to compare gotcha. us with because everybody was yeah. great. People had, people had redone everything and the skits were just, they were phenomenal. Everybody was phenomenal. 
I had so much fun watching that show. Yeah, it was so much fun. I was like, I did our performance, we did our performance, and I was just like, I don't care what happens, I'm just having fun (laughs) watching this, this is great. Yeah, we just sat back and were like, this is cool, I like this, this is good, oh, let's do that, I like that. Wow. I, I mean... I mean, I've done a lot of cosplay um, competitions and stuff, but for what you're telling me, this is like a brand new level. You know, this is something. It's uh, instead of like, who are you? You're like, oh my god, this is just. I don't care who wins. All of it was just out of this world. You know. I, I, like, I like to call it the convention masquerade on steroids. Yeah. Because not only do you have that like amazing craftsmanship, you've just got really creative people, mm-hmm. amazing pieces and props yeah. and sets, and just the whole deal, and they're just like all into it. It's amazing. And another thing that I really like about it is uh, WCS and their contract has what's called a behavior clause, mm-hmm. where if somebody's being a petty, pretty princess, they're going to get the boot, because that's not what this is about. Exactly. WCS is first and foremost an ambassador's program. I mean, I used to do um, Miss America pageants. And really? I actually competed against someone on a regional level who's one of my friends who won Miss America. And wh- one of the important things that I've noticed is you can't be like that pageant queen that cuts up someone else's dress because, oh, they're just threatening to you. You have to be friendly with everyone because that's part of your job. WCS, when you go to, to the, the finals in Japan, you represent your country. If you represent your country like you're a complete jerk, they're going to that, that's not good. They probably won't invite you back. That's you might ruin it for everyone else. I mean, it, so there, there is like this like nice level of etiquette that everyone yeah, has. It's, it's an like, expected level of professionalism that okay. you have to keep up. That's why I think most of the folks are, are older. Yeah, they're they're in it for the real deal. Mm-hmm. It's like you're you're there, you're serious, but at the same time, you're having fun and making all these friends. Mm-hmm. So there's never really any of that whole weird. Petty, I guess, is the best word yeah. for it. I understand. So, um, outside of cosplay, what kind of fun stuff do you like? You like to do? <laughs> we eat a lot. No. <laughs> I, I, I have a very varied um, list of things that I do. I do a lot of everything. I actually, um, I draw comics. I do artist alleys on top of going to conventions and competing in their cosplay. <laughs> I basically do a lot of artwork. Okay. Not, like, making things, creating things, selling things, and that sort of anything creative. I'm usually got my hands in somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. When I'm cool. not doing costume stuff, I'm playing video games. I'm watching. I love watching movies and watching shows. I mean, I it's come, maybe it's the theater person in me, but I I like it's what we we call it contemporary literature. Because that was, well, kind of a class that I took in college. But, but I, I see a lot of that stuff as contemporary art forms, like, of stories being told, obviously. Which mm-hmm. is kind of silly. Just for me to say, because it's obvious. But, but I like I like experiencing different shows. I like playing video games. I, uh, video games I like sitting with my cat. I like to... I talk to my friends a lot. Um, my boyfriend lives three hours away in Grand Rapids, so... I will drive out to see him, and we'll do fun stuff on the west side of the state. Like they have flower festivals, or we'll go to we'll go to uh, Frankenmuth, which is like Michigan's little Bavaria, which is really fun. Cool. We we do a lot of silly stuff. stuff, and we also just hang out. And yeah, 
Bring, plot, plot our next things to do. Plot our next things and generally just be old ladies. Yeah. <laughs> so in other words, go, the old uh, kind of and go, Let's go practice. Oh, my joints hurt. Oh, I also my like knees. buy wigs. It's yeah, buying wigs. Buying wigs. That's, that's a, a pastime for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, researching things. I'm wearing my new wig right now. I, I'm uh, always like, I've always got like the next ton on my list because I'm like, okay, I got to make this supply for this and get this plan here. Yeah. I'm always on the move. Okay, now given how WCS and how well you described it, what would you tell other people why they should do this? Um, well, it definitely takes a special breed to do WCS, so I know it's not for everyone, but Mm -hmm. if you're looking to do WCS, definitely, uh, if you're looking for a higher level of craftsmanship and a combined higher level of performance, you should definitely try it out. It's, um... It's definitely something you should research thoroughly before you jump in. Yes. It's good to know what you're getting into because yes. the skit, skits are different for WCS than they are for a masquerade. Anyway, yeah, the yeah. rules are totally different. And um, if you are going to do dialogue, just so you know, when you, if you win and go to Japan and you want to have dialogue, it has to be in fluent Japanese, not formal Japanese, like the kind of Japanese you'd see on TV. It has to be... Everything, it's TBIG, everything has to be Japanese. They will not subtitle for you. I would would tell someone, if they were thinking about doing it, um, about WCS, is to do it because, well, first off, it's fun, Mm -hmm. and you get to meet a lot of people from all over the country that you would not normally get to unless you're flying to all these cons all over. Exactly. And I would also say um, someone who is looking to, like she's, like Emily said, Step up your game. If you are tired of the standard masquerade and you want to push yourself to the next level and do some really show-stopping kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. this is where you do it. Yeah. Okay. This is where you can really let loose and just try everything and just get crazy. Yeah, like knife plates for six months. Like poor <laughs> Tiffany oh, and her knife plates. Those, but they're so pretty. They, it was gorgeous. They're, they're so pretty. <laughs> I am jealous of the knife plates. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, ladies, thank you for your time, and we look forward to having you on the show when we can actually do a, when we do a live episode. That way we can interact oh. with the chat room. You'll get a lot more questions and a lot of camaraderie and coolness. Sure. Cool. Thank you for your time. Yeah, You're welcome. Thanks. Right. Have a good day. Bye. 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 <laughs> Ready for takeoff. Take a trip in a fantasy spaceship. In a ship designed for a space trip See the stars, see the moon hang upside down <laughs> Take a trip in a fantasy spaceship In a ship designed for a space trip See the stars, see the moon hang upside down Especially with all my love and care for you 
wonder all. You know, sitting here, you know, just catching up on Facebook, letting the music go, and it dies. I'm like, oh, wait, it's only one song. Whoops. Crickets, etc. Yeah, pretty much. And I didn't even have the volume set for the first um, music break, so I got to go back into um, audition, go back and kind of pump up the volume. So, um, th- are you trying out your Turtle Beach headset now? Um, no, it's, it only has one input jack because it's for my Xbox 360, and I'm not sure if the uh, heads, if the microphone will work. You wouldn't need to split it off for for, for uh, microphone and speaker. I thought the Turtle Beach one was uh, had the USB hookups and stuff like that. That was only twenty bucks, and oh, that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just the. It's it was pretty much a replacement for my three sixty headset because it finally just snapped off. Ah, I gotcha. I gotcha. So you know, and what in the world? No. I guess they're doing something next door. Do you hear that? What is it? Some kind of buzzing? Or is it a different buzzing, I mean? Buzzing or something, because my room is, like, right next to the washing and dryer and other equipment. I'm guessing they're running a drill or something. I have no clue. The next thing you know, they'll accidentally break through your room. Yeah. Where's uh, Mako? She's sitting here. It's hitting a high-pitched sound where it's like it's hurting her ears. You know like when you run chalk across a chalkboard, you know, nails across a chalkboard. Yeah, I know it's what you mean. like that. Okay, so it's, it's making the it's making the poor little Mako-chan hurt. Evidently, evidently giving her giving her podcast punch taps wasn't doing enough enough of a good job. I will be. I'd like to see you try. You can see me try, but nobody else can see me try, so it wouldn't be worth it. I don't know. I could turn on this webcam here and, and link it up to um, Twitch TV and watch you tr- and have people watch you try to beat me up. Let's not say we did. Fair enough. <laughs> Alright, let's quickly cover Sakura Matsuri. Go for it. Well, last year I went for two days, and this year I only went for one because I was moving. So I said pretty much, um, if I can get this uh, all my moving done within, oh, say, by Saturday, I was definitely going to go. And Sakura Matsuri it falls in the category of any reason to cosplay. Now, Personally, maybe because I'm a little bit older and I see things differently, I feel as if if you're going to do Sakura Matsuri, there should be some cosplays you shouldn't do, like Homestuck, Bleach, uh, anything having to do with death, or more or less. I mean, if you're going to do the pilots from Ava, at least not in their mech, in their pilot suits, you know. I think you should cosplay to what the event is. But when me, Mako, Mooney Girl, and Taki, when we all got there, it was a little bit of a mix of everything. So I really couldn't complain, you know. They could have had the the event like maybe a week prior because all the cherry blossoms had bloomed and some not so much. Yeah, 
Isn't their whole thing that they they pref they preferred like you know when they celebrate it's either right before or right after they're in full bloom? Yeah, something like that. Well, most of the trees were in full bloom, so they were open and pretty. But you got like one or two like whole lines of trees that they had bloomed and all of the flowers had fallen off already so they were just bare trees again so i mean you've got really pretty trees next to like completely naked trees so if they would have done it like last weekend probably everything would have just been blooming or fully bloomed and i kind of understand because last weekend was one of the other state's soccer mitzvahs yeah uh, washington dc it's sort of like, you know, conventions trying to step on each other's toes by having cons on the same weekend if they're, not with their, if they're within distance of each other, per se. Something like that. Um, when we got there, Just imagine the cons are like three stooges trying to get through the door at the same time. You have no idea. <laughs> but, yeah, um... When we got there, uh, we walked over and we saw Uncle Yell perform. He was great as always. And we met up with the others. And we just pretty much walked around taking pictures. And mostly me talking to friends that I know. Because some of them I know I will only see at con other cons and stuff. So that was pretty cool. So, And Maka, this was your first uh, Sakura Matsuri, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. What did you think of it? Come on. Um, well, I liked it for the most part. Um, it's just, I, like, I understand why it is when it is, but at the same time, I really wish some of the other stuff would be blooming because it, uh, it was just a, a, a lot of the rest of the gardens were bare. So, I mean, I understand it. You're there for the cherry blossoms. But at the same time, I really would have liked some pictures of some of the other stuff. Because I didn't go to take pictures of cosplayers. I went to go take pictures of pretty flowers. See, I went to take pictures of cosplayers and fo and pictures of flowers and so forth. But what was cool, people were actually setting up um, picnics and stuff like that. Now, last year, they were doing more or less bag checks. You could not come in with outside food because they're already selling uber, uber expensive Japanese beers and bento boxes. But this year, you know, people were sitting down had their own food set up and stuff. And I'm like, damn, I might as well set that up for next year and watch as I set it up for next year. Oh, you're not allowed to have that in. Son of a bitch. What was that, Yogi? I said, I have a picnic basket. Way to go, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's fun. I mean, to me, going to soccer concerts is like a break from conventions because it's just more laid back. Plus, it's outdoors. So, you're going to be doing a lot of walking. And, unfortunately, I ended up sunburned. So, um, even though it was April, even though it's the end of April, um, if you are... Um, highly prone to sunburning. Uh, definitely don't forget your sunblock. Yeah, a friend of mine also got badly sunburned, but something else had happened at Sakura Matsuri. I ran into a friend of mine, you know, and I, I recently met her at 
couple at a con prior. She's chill. She's cool people, you know. So I ran into her, you know, and I'm like, I could sense something wasn't right. So I'm like, what's going on? Her friend tells me that some dude was creeping on her, and I'm like, okay, but it was like he was being a real bad creeper. It was like he just didn't know when the when enough was enough and so forth. And I'm like, he's lucky I did not get there five minutes earlier. You want to drop kick this ass? Um, that would be that would be me being nice to him. Huh. Come to now, and now me being a responsible person that I am, I started running into friends that I knew, and started telling people, "Yo, be on the lookout because he's creeping on, on girls." I told one of my fr- another friend of mine, uh, Tamoya. He was like, that guy over there? Yeah. Dude has a girlfriend. What? Yes. He was creeping on trying to, with some, to some other girl while he had a girlfriend. Huh. I'm sure she appreciated that. I don't, I don't think she knows. Because well, she probably does now. <laughs> no, no, because I didn't reveal... What who he was cosplaying? I'll say this much: a very interesting blue mascot. Ew. That's all I'm saying. And Mako's like shaking her head, no. But remember, there are a lot of blue mascots out there. A lot. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But. After the monster, we left, and I went into um, Wendy's, you know, to use the restroom. And me and Mooney Girl standing there, and I'm like, you know, you go, you go on. I'll be right there. He's standing there with, I guess it was had to be his girl and some other guy. I walk over. And I'm like, dude, listen, I know what you tried to do. Don't even think about pulling that around her or anybody else again. Because I don't travel alone to these events and conventions. I got people who know who you are. So if you try that, I will be the least of your problems and so will they. And don't even think about trying it at a convention because I'm not the one. And he had this look of, yeah, right, whatever. But I'm just staring back at him and I'm like, you think I'm joking? You think I'm messing around? He pretty much got the gist of it. So, if this dude sees the girl, he's most likely going to go in the opposite direction or profusely apologize or something like that. And yes, Degenerate Johnny, that is a little disturbing. I've never had any incidents with creeping either. Obviously not being the creep or having a friend of mine being creeped on. Hmm. I mean, I've personally... I've had that, you know, this I didn't know, but I'm older and I know better. Hmm? Uh-huh. Right. Uh um on a quick note before we get again to ChibiCon, um a bit of news popped up. It seems that the Sailor Moon anime has been postponed. It seems it's going to be winter 2014 or actually winter 2013. Some point this next winter. I said at some point this next winter. 
it's kind of understandable because when a new series is announced, there will be like leaks of like screenshots and this or that floating around, very tight-lipped. And to go back to the chat room at um, uh, Vogue Network, uh, at Vogue, Rageinger says Ronma went all Sith Lord on his ass, huh? <laughs> if I went all Sith Lord, he wouldn't have a head. Let's just say I went, I went complete and total drill instructor on him. Even better. Yup. So, Ari, tell us about ChibiCon. Please tell me this con has gotten better in the last what four years I've been there, if that. Actually, from what I heard, it's been gone for about seven or eight years now. Yikes. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it wasn't even a one day con; it was half a day because oh. according to the schedule, start everything started around five thirty, which gave me ample time to get up there and get and uh, try and like putz around Montclair State University for a place to park. I ended up in one of the uh, parking garages. Not the like, not the cheapest parking I've gotten, but far, far, far better than some of the other cons I've been to. See, that's something new about the first Chibi Con. It didn't start until like four or five o'clock. Yeah, all the panels were like everything was held in the one big built, the big student center. Yeah, which had a, like the one floor had a one very long ballroom. Mm-hmm. Which was, you know, patricianed off for other smaller venues. But the only problem is the uh, the PA system was in the main hall of the stage, and also when people talked on a microphone, it would be heard all the way down the various panel rooms. Oh, okay. You know, the registration, and everything was in what's in the same room as the artist alley and dealers room, which is pretty much another big. Another big, conv- big uh, hang on. Mm-hmm. Which was pretty much an- another big uh, banquet room section. How much was it to get it to go? It wasn't. It, it was free. Well, there you go. So, did you check out any panels or anything? Uh, yeah, I checked out one. It was. It was a panel about you know. Terrible, terrible dubbing. I mean, like some of the like worst dubs of things we've seen in a in years. Like, of course, he had to be really a uh, nomadic ones, like uh, the Street Fighter cartoon with Bison and uh, the English dub of Bible Black. None of the hentai scenes, obviously. I don't know if you could consider Street Fighter the animated series a bad dub since it was an American series, you know. Yeah, but that's just what they went with. Uh, the Street Fighters, led by Colonel William F. Guile. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, they also did a long bit with this uh, anime called Ghost Stories. Oh, I've heard of it. I had the first volume. It's really yeah, it's a legitimate up. horror story in Japan, but it tanked when they before they brought it over here. So they were pretty much told, "Do what you can to make this makes the people buy it," and. The result was insane. It was pretty much turned into a self-aware comedy. Like one of the girls was a uh, Bible-thumping, uh, born-again Christian who couldn't go two lines without talking about Jesus. Oh God! So you, it was pretty much. I it's been a while since I watched that. So pretty much fourth wall breaking and shit like that. 
not fourth wall breaking, but you can tell like 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 one of the little kids would uh like there were a couple scenes where this one little kid would like start like talking like high pitched because they were whining and panicking. No one would just go hey hey hey, hey mocking him like in what's supposed to be a really dramatic scene in the original one. Ah, uh, okay, I got you, I got you. And have, uh, like, a masquerade or anything? Uh, I didn't attend a masquerade because I was like one around the uh, dealer's room, and they, not, not the dealer's room, the uh, game room. They only had a uh, two or three TV set up, and one of them had one of those uh, plug-and-play things, but it was for all the Atari games. That's horrible. But there were tons of board games and card games around. Okay. And I had Cards Against Humanity. Nice. And a, and a, and a, a full-size Connect um, Four set. You know, like the three inch, like the board was five feet tall, and you put the the uh, discs in. They looked like plates. Mm-hmm. Like dining di- di- dining plate, like dinner plates. How the hell did I screw gotcha. that up? Okay. And for the dance party at the end, they couldn't call it a rave for whatever reason. It was pretty much it just killed all the lights, passed out a bunch of glow sticks, and there was like a couple dozen people dancing around, but uh, when they were like spreading out like that, like like they weren't as, you know, into it, I don't think. Mm. I didn't stay too long for it because I had an hour and a half drive to get home. Understandable. It, I mean, the way you described a rave reminds me of Springfest, um, dance party there were people on my facebook wall that actually went to uh chibi con comparing from what i saw about that and the number of people that went to sakura matsuri you're better off going to sakura matsuri <laughs> yeah i couldn't get the sakura matsuri and uh one one of the per- persons i would met up there the uh was this car cosplayer who had a table in the dealer's room who oh, was yeah? plugging out some pretty good stuff what kind of stuff she had um, artwork mostly and a prim- pretty much a yard sale of a thing she was trying to get rid of. Oh, okay. Anything else? Oh. It was a... Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the name of the cup. Oh, yeah, it's a Studio Juju Beans. J-E-U-J-U-B-E-A-N-Z. All right, let's go to the chat room real quick. Johnny asks, do people focus on the mouths in anime? I usually focus on the eyes or general faces, so bad dubbing doesn't take away from the immersion. Oh, like one of the bad scenes was uh, some of the dubs for the Mega Man cutscenes, including the ungodly bad Mega Man 8 dub with uh, Dr. Wily suffering from Elba Fudd Syndrome. <laughs> Yikes. And uh, Iris' death in Mega Man X4, which again was supposed to be dramatic, but was ruined by not only still the dialogue, but the last scene of his Zero shouting with his mouth, which is a, you know, a long, prolonged shout, and his mouth, like, wide open and held like that, and he says, what am I fighting for? You know? Yeah, bad dubbing isn't necessarily all about the mouth flaps and whether it all matches up. It has a lot to do with, um, the character... Shooting the story in the foot. Um, I mean, you get really, really bad dub, and I'm sorry to say this, but Sailor Moon is um, pretty... It's just Some of it is pretty badly dubbed. They did not make great choices 
for how they had their voice actors actually speak. Um, like Molly has kind of, uh, I guess, kind of an Osaka accent in the series. Which defaults to Brooklyn in the States when it gets brought over. The thing is, it doesn't necessarily... We're Brooklyn! We're Brooklyn! It doesn't really... Do you have to kill a Brooklyn rage by a... Sometimes they go for the Brooklyn kind of accent, and sometimes they go with the Southern kind of accent. Um, But they do... I, I understand that they change the accent, but still, they went, like, way over the top with hers. And as uh, Ranma is now pulling up, um, it was Sailor Moon brought here was basically animated Clueless. Yeah, so let's just, <sighs> well, you know, let's just roll with it. If it'll. Super Gals, because Super Gals pretty much was clueless to anime. And also, when you watch a lot of subtitled stuff, and then that series you watch subtitled is dubbed, you automatically, our eyes automatically go to the mouth flaps because you, your eyes are already down there from reading the subtitles. So it's like by default. And then once you get into watching it, you're just focusing more on the grand scheme of things. But once your ears kind of notice it's a bad dub, you're not you're not going to get over it unless you stop and walk away from that series for a while, then come back to it. Hmm. Like the dub for um, what was here, Card Captors, um, and in Japan, Card Captor Sakura. Um, if you listen to all of the American voices in the dub, they all sound way too old to be playing kids. Um, one of them, uh, who is Tomoyo in the Japanese, her name in Amer- in the U.S. dub is Madison. Um, she's voiced by the same person that does um, Kitty Pride in... X-Men Evolution. So I can't see um, this character as a really young girl because she didn't change her voice at all. Didn't do a higher pitch or anything. So I couldn't... One of the movies that I ended up watching um, when I first got it was only in English. I had to go and find a Japanese with English subs just to be able to watch it because I couldn't get past it. It was just they all sounded so much older than the nine-year-olds they were supposed to be. To quote Travis Donovan, and so there you go. <sighs> yeah. But uh, on the way back, I stopped to get dinner at a diner near me, and uh, what happened is like, halfway through the meal, it was like half in, I had to get up and use the bathroom, and I was in there for a little bit, and when I came out, the, my table was cleared, and there was 
you know, pl- placemats put back because they had thought I had skipped out on the bill. What? Yeah, like, I walk over, the waitress comes over, oh, are you looking for the check? Where's my food? And like, oh. Yeah, there was like two or three other parties nearby, including a, a table with half a dozen state troopers, and they thought I had just gotten up and left. Yikes. Uh, thankfully, they made it again. Did you but have it was just to- damn bizarre. But, but did you please tell me they at least gave you the food for free or at least with a discount? Yeah, the the second iteration was free. So your meal was completely free? No, no, no I mean they didn't charge to cook everything from scratch and give it to me again. See, see, I would have been like, um, knock 20% off my tab. Because not for nothing, even a script like that, they have to pretty much refire your meal for free. Because they fucked up. I wasn't thinking that far ahead. I was just trying to. I was just trying to cope with. They thought I fucking left. You, you'd think someone would be out in the parking lot trying to chase me down to get the tat, like to get me to pay the bill. No, what they will do probably with most restaurants, they have um, security cameras in the parking lot aimed. You know, they look at your license plate so they know for future reference. Because. Uh, it's like this, like if you like if you steal something from a retail store, they're not going to chase you down. Most of them won't chase you down because they have footage that sees what you did. So if you happen to walk in and that person knows who you are, then they will call the cops and have you taken out because they have video proof of you stealing something. Now, how about that for a dollar? Yeah, but this is just some diner in Jersey. I mean, there's thousands of them. So I didn't think it was... That's what I originally thought. And Degenerate Johnny goes, that's BS. They should have given it to you at a discount. Yeah, they should have, but it is what it is. I've only walked out of a restaurant once without paying, and that's because the person I was with, um, we were sitting there for probably 45 minutes waiting for the waitress to come back and give us our check. She never came back to give us our check, and we were tired of sitting there, so we got up and left. <laughs> also reminds me that one time, we, a bunch of us went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and we had this really... This server was was really... I'd understand if it was our first time, you know, being a server. I can forgive that, because I used to wait tables. But as we were talking to her, she was like... She said, I've been here for about 11 months, and I'm like, are you serious? Went to Buffalo Wild Wings website, proceeded to file a complaint. I get an email back saying, next time I come in, 25% off my bill. So I showed up with my people. We got the 25% off, and we decided to get dessert. See, if the person was smart, they would give you that discount. When you come in and get that discount, not just at 10, you're going to buy more food anyway, so... So that worked out perfectly fine for me. Okay, um, let's see. What else do we have here on the agenda? Uh, let's see. Okay. I think it's kind of time to start winding down. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I want my cupcake. What is uh, it with you and cupcakes tonight? Well, that's be... Oh, oh, oh. Damn it, Ari! 
I have a crumbs cupcake sitting on the counter over here at the table. And I, I've had it since we um, were out. So it's been sitting there taunting me since probably about 2 o'clock. And I've been good. Not, not eating it before I ate food, like real food. And then when I was done eating lunch... I figured I would save it until after the podcast. Um, and that's just getting harder and harder and harder because I'm just staring at it and I can smell it through the the plastic. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And the other thing about cupcakes is last week I was just PMSing, so I baked cupcakes. And Ron was being a dick because he just... <laughs> he he's over at the cupcakes right now. Eat me, eat me. He's eat ma- me, he he's he's making the container talk. He's making the container talk and taunting me, and I hate him. Yeah, only because she was like, "Get me the most chocolatey uh, cupcake you can get." So I go in the crumbs and I tell them, "Look." My BFF is in the car PMSing. She wants the most chocolate chocolate chip cupcake you have. And she points me, the woman behind the camera points me to the blackout one, which is pure chocolate upon chocolate upon chocolate upon chocolate. Standing next to my Bambino cupcake, which is named after the great Bambino. So, yeah. And we go to the chat room once again. Degenerate Johnny says, time to flame them on Foursquare. Yeah, most most little diners like that won't give a damn if you flame them. <laughs> yeah, also it's not that big a deal. Plus, have you seen their website? It looks like it's from the late 1990s. Probably a lot of sites are like that. Regenerator says, it's like the cupcake is saying, eat me, eat me now. Yeah, it pretty much is. Which is why I'm currently holding both cupcakes in my possession. And I'm going to sit <laughs> it down right over here. And pet the plastic container. Fucking bastard! <laughs> Give me my cupcake, damn it! Um, and Rager says, "What would happen if Ron would eat your cupcakes?" Well, first things first. <laughs> first things first. One of the cupcakes is mine, so it wouldn't matter. Number two, Mako Chan can't do anything because she's an arm's reach away from me. I can just put my arm out, and she would not be. Hey. I just want you to know that I've spent the last couple of days helping him move and that there's still a car full of his crap that I could just go home with. Oh, you wouldn't. She wouldn't because if she she would wake up find herself duct taped to the wall. <laughs> yeah. As she's flipping me the bird. And as we flip the bird, we're going into our last commercial, our last break of the evening. We will be back. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. 
So we come down to another rousing episode of Anime Jam Session. Despite all the muck-ups and screw-ups that we've gone through tonight, and the fact that Skype was being retarded, we actually pull us up in semi-decent. What do you think? Yeah, it was alright, considering it's not the most technically sound episode we've done. I know, at least we pulled it off. Yes, emphasis on semi. Uh, no, don't go there, please. Okay. Take my co-host, please. Where are you gonna take me? Out to McDonald Avenue and just let a Mack truck go for the restaurant. Wow. Our host, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. We'll be here all night. Try to heal. So, if you like what you heard, tell a friend, stay in town, tell another friend, and so on, and so forth, etc., etc. We're independent podcasters. It's what we do. We do it for free. And we do it for fun. Because, besides the fact we have nothing to do on Tuesday, we love doing this, and we want to give it right back to you. And no Makochan, no booze. But I like the booze. But you cannot have. Doing the sad puppy dog face is not going to work because of one thing and one thing only. The fact that I could just turn my chair around and not look. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. We have a brand new interview up with no cosplay at Jeff Ross. I've known him for about 10 plus years. He's a phenomenal cosplayer. Check out the uh, interview with him and Google him. Check out some of his amazing cosplays. That's all on AnimeJamSession.com. And if you can get the site that you have issues getting to our podcast, you can go to other sites as well to check out what we do. You can find us on podcast.net, podcast.com, podcast out, Yahoo Podcast, and iTunes, and I keep saying Xbox Music, but we're not listed yet, so I gotta find out what's going on. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash amazon.com.tv, where this week I will most likely be uploading some more videos. Or during the move, it's about able to break out some time and do some edits and get some videos rendered. So I'm going to be uploading some videos this week to our page at youtube.com slash amazon.com.tv. And check out individual YouTube pages. You can find me at youtube.com slash If you want to be in the first to have about articles that are going up, photos, videos, check us out right there. And you'll follow us on Twitter individually. Just so you know, we are I think we just here on podcast, so you have been warned. You can find me at twitter.com slash choose your own mess. You can find Ari at twitter.com slash the Ari man. And you can find Moscow Town at twitter.com slash Joe Video. 
and check out our official Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We are at 2,409 fans. And as I say every week, thank you. Thank you so much. Woohoo! Yeah, seriously, if it wasn't for you guys liking our page, we probably wouldn't be able to do this. Or we probably would, but nobody would see the awesome stuff that we do. So if you keep liking us, cool. Bring more content, more convention photos, more out-of-convention photos, articles, pictures, the whole nine yards. We're the fans, by the fans, for the fans, exactly what we do. And if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash DJRMS. Well, I just talk about going to conventions, the pictures that I post, podcasts, stuff like that, and I will let, and I will let you guys know when we do our episodes week so definitely and if you want to follow Mako Chan you can find it at facebook.com slash Makoto Mako Kino if you're having trouble finding her on um, Facebook just go onto our Anagansha page and you'll find pictures of her tag and you can go there give her a like and she, if you're nice she'll give you a cupcake are you being like Dr. Sheldon Cooper my cupcake Oh, I tried, people. I truly, truly tried. <laughs> and you failed. Yeah, I wasn't really trying, but... And as always, listen to us right here on the VOD Network. Tuesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On for presentation, Thursdays at 1.30 p.m. But, um, there are more to the VOD Network than this If you are fans of other super-centric stuff besides anime, check out some of the other net shows that are on the VOD Network. If you're into science fiction, check out Pop Culture, Mondays at 9, especially if you're into Dr. Hood. That's all Pop Culture right there. If you're into World of Warcraft, check out Girls Gone Wild, which is running to 12, followed by Fordhouse, which is at 10 p.m. Wednesday night, and they're live, just like that, so go on there and jump in and have a good time. Check out Brave from Raiders, Monday night at 8, and Critical Myth, 7 p.m. Monday night at 5, we talk about books, if you're into science fiction, pop culture, you want to raise your something cool type of stuff, and you a little bit of angst behind it, it's under sedation live, Saturdays at 10 p.m. Eastern. Now, if you more, if you have video games in your specialty, check out your flagship shows at the Vlog Network. It's the Bobby Blackwell show at 8 p.m. on Sunday, followed by Orange Dawn's Radio, which is at now. Orange Dawn's Radio, we are your official kids' history podcast man, so. But look at this way, they kind of piss us off. We'll, we'll steal Rob's diary and start reading it aloud. <laughs> Not our Rob, their Rob. <laughs> so, um. Last words, Ari. I hope to get a laptop, a new laptop sometime in the future, but we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. Um, I think I'm going to eat both cupcakes, and then I can go out and get some, oh. I will eat your fucking cupcake while you go and get milk. Don't even try it. I think I eat both cupcakes first, then go for a cup of milk. You need the milk after you eat the cupcake. You would probably get sick eating both of those cupcakes. I haven't before. <laughs> yes, I have. While well, you aren't dumb. Correct. 
who lives in glass houses shouldn't throw a stone. Kevin Smith is not here. I'm done. I am done. And I'm going to lick the cupcake just for that. Oh, God. The Cupcake War episode. Thanks for supporting us and supporting independent podcasters. Good fight. Good night. We'll see you next week. Later. Stupid audio equipment. Stop being a bitch.